Welcome back to the podcast. This is part five of five, uh, talking about our story, our interesting story. I, in previous episodes, I talked about uh, where we came from, uh, just a little bit, a little bit of background about myself. Um, I'm an ideas guy, and kind of where the razor lift came from. Uh, the um, fact that all hell broke loose basically between 2013 and 2018. Uh, my wife's health issues being one of the factors uh, from cardiac arrest right through to being put on the transplant list and being uh, admitted to hospital and not leaving until she gets a heart. Uh, that was part of the stress. Another part of the stress was the financial. Personal finances were not very uh, robust. And then the economic downturn that is still lingering in our province was another part of that stress. And then the active litigation is what I talked about in the last episode, which was launched in April of 2016 and uh, dragged on uh, right into 2018. And then at the end of the last episode, I alluded to the idea that 2018 has been something of a magical year for us. And there was a substantial um, change of fortune, shall we say. At the beginning of 2018, uh, we had a couple of beta um, units uh, of the Razor Lift that were being that were under, under production and being installed on, on some vehicles. Now, the Alpha prototype was still on my vehicle. And the first uh, beta unit was being put onto one of our customers' vehicle. And the intent was that we were going to take that one down to uh, to a trade show. And uh, so we were getting, we were frantically getting ready for that in sort of January, February, because the trade show was in March. Now, I've got two stories that I'm going to share about that trade show that sort of summarize where I was at mentally, where I was at emotionally, where I was at stress level-wise, and the impact that the trade show uh, had and and the events that followed and how the trade show was kind of the first real glimmer of hope. Uh, and it wasn't just a glimmer, it was like a high beam of hope. Uh, so I'll share two stories. The first story is the prep for the trade show. Now, as I mentioned, the, uh, the beta prototype uh, was going to be put on a customer vehicle. There, there was a customer who was extremely gracious. It's Hank's Plumbing. They've been a great supporter of us right from, uh, from this time on. Uh, and they had a brand new vehicle. They did not have uh, it ready to, uh, or pardon me, they didn't have a person ready to go with the vehicle. But they had the vehicle. So we had, uh, we had the razor lift put on the vehicle. We were going to, they were going to let us use it. They were going to let us drive it down to a trade show in Indianapolis, uh, putting all that mileage on their vehicle, their company vehicle. And they, they worked hard to get us the vehicle on time. And uh, we worked hard to get the razor lift onto the vehicle to take it to the trade show because the, the uh, beta prototypes, uh, I mean, it's just, it's a miles ahead of, of what the alpha prototype ever was, right? As, as much as the alpha prototype really served a purpose and was great for field testing and illustrating the concept, the beta was just uh, much, much closer to something that could be uh, marketed and mass produced, right? So we spent uh, um, the time ahead of the show, but in particular that last week before my sales guy, Bruce, was going to drive it down to Indianapolis, working uh, working our butts off trying to get that razor lift on the unit and uh, operational and all the pieces lining up and all the bolts fitting and everything. And, things everything that can go wrong does i mean that's how it always works with these kind of things right everything that can go wrong does we'd had just long long hours uh, starting early in the morning going to late at night lots of energy drinks very little sleep that week just worked like absolute dogs trying to get this thing up and running and now bruce had already scheduled out when was he supposed to arrive at the show in order to 
uh, you know, get the vehicle in line to go into the show, you know, backtrack from that. When does he have to absolutely have to leave Calgary in order to get there on time? He had a drop dead date and it was the night before his drop dead date, a uh, drop dead time. He was going to leave the next morning, like, I don't remember, five or six or something like that. Uh, we were so, so close, but we just could not get it to work. We couldn't, we could not get the the beta razor left to even run. It was, it was some bizarre little software glitch, something rather the, the, the motor was not actually seeing any electricity at all from the, uh, the circuit board that was controlling it. It was, uh, again, the guys at the, the engineering firm, Tangent Engineering, they put in a lot of time trying to get this thing sorted out, but it just was not happening that night. Wasn't going to happen. So we had already been discussing a backup plan, and that backup plan was uh, Bruce can take my vehicle with the Alpha prototype. Now you have to appreciate when I talk about the Alpha prototype, it worked pretty well. It did a job, but it was rusty. By that time, two and a half years, one of the parts, or a couple of parts, were steel that I had just spray painted black. This was starting to rust or duct tape on on a few different parts of it. I mean, this, and furthermore, we had shifted our focus from a recreational market to a commercial market. So this Alpha prototype uh, was on my personal vehicle, a Honda Pilot SUV, and it had a, um, you know, we could put some, we could put ladders on it, we could put whatever we wanted on it, but it didn't really look like a commercial application. It didn't look like a commercial vehicle, as opposed to the vehicle we're putting it on was a Dodge uh, ProMaster, which is very much a commercial vehicle. And the trade show, by the way, is a commercial trade show. So clearly, this Alpha unit is is not the right unit to bring to a trade show. And the trade show, by the way, it's it's the work truck show with uh, the NTEA. It's big. It's big. It's in the states. This is like our first real entry to market uh, in the states, and so you, I mean, you want to put on your best show, right? And and but we're stuck with the Alpha unit. It absolutely was not the beta unit was not happening. It wasn't happening. So okay, fine. We're going with the Alpha unit. Well, the story's not done there. Um, that evening, when we're making this last minute decision at just before Bruce's drop dead time, it starts snowing. Not just kind of, you know, sprinkling a bit of snow. It started dumping. It was it was unbelievable. That next morning, so it's, it's snowing all night, dumping all night. The next morning when I go to pick Bruce up uh, to with my vehicle so that he drives it back to my place to drop me off and he's on his way. So I'm going to his place. I, the visibility is low. It's difficult to see outside. And and it, I'm sitting there and can you, I mean, put yourself in my situation. You, who would not be thinking... Like, are you serious? Who's doing this? We can't do this. It's the wrong vehicle. The roads are actually precarious leaving here. And and you're left wondering, like, is this... Sometimes you wonder with God. Sometimes things, challenges get put in your way. Hurdles get put in your way. And it's his way of saying, no, 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 no I don't want you to go in there. And other times, challenges and hurdles get put in your way. And it's his way of, of basically asking, are you going to get over this challenge? Are you going to get over this hurdle? Are you going to are you going to do this, right? I, how do you know sometimes, right? Well, Bruce and I are—we're both believers, and so I pick him up at his house, and he's expressing the same uncertainty I'm having. And we just sat there and prayed, like, "What do you, what do you do?" Right? I, we're not sure. Um, so he, we basically agreed if he gets uh, to uh, to the highway, and the highway is uh, closed uh, for um, because it's risky on the highway, that'll that'll be an indication. Nope. We need to turn around. We need to just say it ain't happening, you know, and just skip the show. 
right? It's embarrassing to have an empty booth with our name associated, but it's better than Bruce ending up in a ditch and in a hospital or something like that. So that's what we decided was kind of our litmus test or fleece test. If you're if you're a Christian, you don't know what that means. And uh, he dropped me off at my house and off he went. And as I said, everything was wrong for the show. It was the wrong vehicle. Uh, an SUV does not show well. It's a personal vehicle, not a, not a professional one. It's the wrong prototype. It, it doesn't look like it's for commercial use. It's rusty. It's got... Uh, it's got duct tape on it, and uh, I could not attend. This is the other dynamic in all of this. Denise was on the transplant list at that point, so I'm not going to go to a trade show in Indianapolis and then have her get the call that, hey, yeah, you know what, we got a heart ready for you, right? And then meet, well, gee, honey, I hope it goes well. I'll see you when you get out of surgery, right? I mean, that's not happening. So I, the inventor, founder of the company, won't even be at the trade show. Uh, did everything about the show was just was just wrong. And this this trade show and, and the stress and this uncertainty and what was at the tail end of all this other stuff that I described in previous podcasts, right? So as I mentioned, the health issues, I mean, she's on the transplant list. This is at the end of all this stuff with, with financial stresses. And, and this is at the end of, I mean, the litigation is, is still active, right? And now there's this show and it just is like, what are we doing? What are we doing here? This is absolutely insane, Right. So that's story number one is all the stuff that's the prep for the show. Story number two is at the show. So the doors open on March 7th of uh, 2018. Uh, it's the first trade show with my invention. Uh, and it's in Indianapolis. It's the massive, massive show. And I'm not even there. I'm halfway across the continent. And I feel like I'm, you know, a father pacing in the other room, wondering what's going on in the delivery room, right? Because I, I don't, I'm just, I'm, it, it's, it's it's it was so stressful for me at that point. Now, when the doors opened, uh, I got a couple of texts early on from from the two gentlemen there who were there. Bruce and, and one of my uh, uh, directors, Phil, were there, and so I got a couple of texts from them that were positive. Hey, look at that! You know, the first people who came through showed some interest, and then there was silence, absolute silence from them. Now the. The context, as I've described already in, in the previous episodes of this podcast, is the last five years had been stress and challenges and hurdles and difficulties and um, just challenge after challenge after challenge. And it just felt like, when is this going to end? When is it going to end? So in, in those moments, in that silence, my imagination just started running wild because I'm, I'm wondering what now, what now, right? I mean, all the other stuff that's going on and now this, what's, what's going on? Why are they silent? What's, how has this now collapsed in my face and I'm gonna have to deal with another set of challenges, right? That's what's going on in my mind. My, I just had gotten so used to failures and setbacks. So that was the only frame of reference I had was this is another, some kind of, colossal collapse that we're going to have to rebuild from. I don't know what it is exactly. I don't know how, but that's where we were. And that's when I, uh, I texted them later on and I started getting some feedback that came flooding in from them, uh, that, that they had been getting feedback from everyone at the show was extremely positive. Not just, not just a little bit positive, extremely positive, stunningly so. Uh, some of the folks at the other booths uh, around our booth there said they'd never seen anything like this. Uh, it was it was just a really um, 
an eye-opener just how much interest there was. We had, you know, municipalities, cities, big cities in the States were, were asking about buying some of these things. People who came to the booth would come back to the booth again, which is a good enough sign, but they came back several times and sometimes they were dragging their bosses with them uh, saying, you got to come see this thing, right? And this is not even the right prototype on the right vehicle. Uh, and, and, and yet they could see it, they got it, they understood it and they loved it and they, and they, they wanted it. And this was the feedback then that I got from both Phil and Bruce independently is they, they did not have time to text me or email or anything because they were so busy all day just talking to people, answering questions, taking inquiries. It was, they did not have time. That was it. That was the reason for the silence. I, I couldn't fathom that that would be the reason. I, I Again, I imagined something else had gone wrong, but that was the real reason. I was so, I never really realized until that moment how stressed and overwhelmed I had become from the past five years. When they shared that news with me, I, I still remember where I was. I was in a parking lot at Sunridge Mall and I just literally sat in my vehicle in the parking lot and started crying. Like I just, I had, I was, my energy was drained. Emotionally, I was drained. I, I didn't realize the extent to which I was absolutely at or maybe beyond my limit. Uh, I felt like I'd been pushed and stretched and driven beyond anything I could handle. And suddenly there in the midst of it, not, not just a glimmer of, of light of hope, it was like a high beam. It was a massive hope. It just just hit me like a ton of bricks. It was it was overwhelming. And then that right there, March seventh, was the start of turning everything around in twenty eighteen. And twenty eighteen was the year that just was absolutely a magical year for us, as I already started uh, talked about previously. So March seven, we discover that there's massive industry pull for all of us. We've got a sense for just how big this product can be in, in the market. It's, uh, it really solves a pain point. There's nothing else like it. One of the biggest, most common questions that was, that they got asked at the show was how come I've never seen this before? <laughs> you know, that's a good sign when customers are asking, how come I've never seen this before? Because that means this is obvious. This should be on the market. This is just so self evidently obvious that somehow I must have missed it. Somehow it must have been on the market. I missed it. No, no, we're bringing it to market, right? So they were very excited about that. This represented a major boost for my team as well. Just psychologically, all of us are just thrilled. That really it just added nitro to the tank that we just really, we were gung-ho after that. We were just going. So that was the first major, major turning point in 2018. The second one was on May 22nd. My wife got the call. They had a heart for her. So on May 22nd at uh, 6.30 at night, she got wheeled into uh, into the operating room and and May 23rd, 6.30 in the morning, she got wheeled out with a new heart. Um, the doctor said, the, told me that the he was very pleased with, with the surgery, how it went. He came out with a smile on his face and that's always a good sign, right? Um, and I, 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 again, it, it could be a whole set of podcasts on its own, but, uh, her recovery since then has just been phenomenal within three months. Uh, again, a little bit of backstory here. She physically, physically, physiologically was as close as you're going to get to rock bottom, really health wise. She was, uh, malnourished. She was thoroughly deconditioned. Muscle mass had just vanished off of her. She was skin and bones practically. I mean, not quite, but very close. 
um, at the point of surgery. And then obviously you go through massive open heart surgery with a heart transplant and that, that does a number on the human body. Within three months, I kid you not, she's been hiking, she's been biking, she's been kayaking. Within three months, it just it's just been overwhelming. So the, the, the recovery has just been absolutely phenomenal. The next major stressor to disappear was the lawsuit. On July 13th, we reached a settlement in the litigation. Now, I mentioned in the previous episode that uh, any documents that are filed with the court are a matter of public record, but details of the settlement are not filed with the courts. That's considered privileged information, so I am not at liberty to discuss what was uh, what was contained in that uh, in that settlement. Other than to say, I think uh, essentially both parties are satisfied with the settlement, and there was no assignment of guilt. I believe that's that's what I'm allowed to to disclose about that. But uh, needless to say, from a stress perspective, um, yeah, the stress just plummeted with respect to the settlement. Uh, it just having the lawsuit off the table was just absolutely massive. In fact, it was so massive with respect to uh, the investment side of things. When you took the other factors into play as well, the feedback we got from the trade show, the fact that this lawsuit was no longer an issue, by the end of 2018, we had received some fairly significant investments financially. Our, our, our financial situation had fundamentally changed. And again, it was not just the money. It was the people. We kept bringing more and more outstanding uh, people on board, folks with, with, with great Networks create resources. Doors were starting to open up in ways they never had before. Um, it was just, again, absolutely just an incredible uh, turning point. All of this stuff, just in the course of, of a single year, um, you know, health issues gone, um, you know, lawsuits gone, financial situation substantially improving. There's always still challenges. Any startup is always, you know, running short of money, right? It's just the way things work but uh, just a substantially um, different situation than it was at the beginning of 2018. As of right now, as I'm um, recording this podcast, we've ordered parts for 100 units, which we expect to ship in mid-February. It makes me curious now exactly when I'll post this podcast. Maybe by the time I post it, we've already shipped them. I'm not sure. Uh, My sales guy right now is on the road uh, in the U.S. on a road trip. And he's visiting dozens of uh, potential distributors. In fact, we have a second sales guy who's also going to be joining him uh, to focus on uh, the RV market down there. So we like we've, we've just making a massive move in the states. Uh, we've got three trade shows scheduled for 2019. Uh, the, all of them are, are big ones, uh, we're, and we're actually looking into some additional ones as well. It just there's been this phenomenal momentum change in 2018 from the start of the year and all the stuff that went prior uh, to the end of the year 2019 is definitely looking to be an exciting exciting year ahead of us probably the strangest development throughout these five years has been uh, the development in my frame of mind about this whole thing uh, as, as I've said many times through these the different episodes, uh, I never wanted to start this business at all. This was the exact opposite of anything I ever dreamed doing with my life. I loathe the idea of running a company, to be quite honest. But the interesting thing that I've discovered along the way is, honestly, God does know best. He knows what he's talking about. And it shocked me, uh, really. It shocked me along the way to learn that I'm absolutely loving this. I'm absolutely, truly loving starting a company with all the stress, all the frustrations, frustrations, all the disappointments, 
all of that. Uh, it is just so much more invigorating. It is so much more, um, it's not pleasant. Like, let me be clear about that. It, it, this has not at all been a pleasant or enjoyable uh, or, uh, process. It, it has not made me happy in, in, in the sense that a lot of people think of happiness, right? But it has been deeply significant. It has been almost spiritually profound. Uh, I'm not sure how else to put it. So I'll leave you with that thought uh, as I wrap up this five-part series on our story and what's been going on and, and, and involved and where we're heading in 2019. Keep keep in touch with me. Keep an eye on our uh, on our website to see, see where we go, see what happens. And uh, right now, the trajectory is looking phenomenal. I don't know if there's going to be... Well, I don't know. I, probably there will be more hurdles. Um, I, I don't expect easy sailing. Uh, however, it's one thing to have hurdles and challenges you're pulling against, um, where everything seems to be going against you. Whereas now it seems there's still hurdles, there's still challenges, still difficulties, still issues we got to deal with. But now the momentum's on our side. We're moving in the right direction. And finally, I'm almost, I feel like I'm almost seeing a bit of what God had in mind when he kept pushing me and saying, no, you're going to start a company. Now, finally, it's starting to almost look like, ah, now I get it. Now I see what you're up to. So keep in touch. Thanks for listening. And uh, we'll see you next time.